B.I. did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> back at it here on 88.3 WHT's after further review we talked about the state of the state of Michigan State now we're going to talk a little bit about Michigan because I didn't expect you to go that long really with Michigan State but you had to really get it off your chest yeah and now Michigan and I'm, I'm just, I'm just and curious this the, is, uh, the vomit you're going to this spew. is what you could probably play Benny Hill yakety sax for or how about we just play the Michigan fight song <laughs> By the way, they're national champs in football, so it makes up for it. <laughs> here we go. Well, here, well, here's a here's what Michigan has done: worst team in the Big Ten, three and fifteen in Big Ten play, eight and twenty-one overall. Hall, oh, six-game losing streak and two separate five-game losing streaks. The strength coach just resigned too. John Sanderson, mm-hmm. which, by the way, you should his son Jonathan can hoop. Oh, really? Where's he hoop at? Celine. Okay. Yeah, he scored. He's good. He's gonna. He is. He's gonna go somewhere and do very well. Like Michigan. I don't know if he'll end up in Michigan though, because with uh, dad leaving there, he might. But I do know his dad's an Ohio State grad. Oh, okay. So. Uh, I mean, he had the altercation, and with Sanderson, and he's also, and then there's the then we get into the completely weird stuff, where he he gets thrown out of a game where he was not the designated head coach in, because mm-hmm. they were playing Penn State at the Palestra, and he says, "Oh, I'm gonna let Mar- Phil Martelli coach." Because because he's from Philadelphia, Philadelphia. which that makes zero sense to me. Look, I know, I know it's his homecoming, but you're the guy who's paid to be the head coach. Mm-hmm. And then you have Doug McDaniel suspended mm-hmm. for road games only because of academics, mm-hmm. which that to me makes no sense. Like, dude, if you're not doing your homework, you're not playing. Right. Period. Amen. Hallelujah. And so no, we're just gonna let him play at home games. I mean, look, I could un- I could understand that if he had uh, if he had gotten involved in some criminal activity and was told he couldn't travel with the team, right. but that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Hey, so and it's and I mean I won't even get into things that have happened in the past with. Uh, Run-ins with opposing assistant with opposing coaches as they're trying to fight head coaches or threatening to kill them. What? Don't you remember when he uh, said he, uh, he yelled, I'll effing kill you with Mark Turgeon? What? Well, you know, John Cheney did that to Calipari. Nobody said nothing. Well, this was it. And, and then, of course, a couple years ago, 
No punches Greg Gard in the handshake line. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, but he hit him with an open head. DGAF. So is this, about, is this about Michigan basketball this year or what uh, Jawan Howard's done in the past? Well, I mean, well, I mean the, 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 fa- the fa- things that he's done in the past doesn't help his cause. But, I mean, this year it's just been, so, been god-awful. I, I think one thing that— here's, how, here's well, I want to say hold on. Well, I will say this about Michigan basketball. I think I was kind of afraid of this was going to happen. I think Beeline really established a culture with Michigan where yes, he, he did. He brought in kids that, and this happens. This, this you can either I, I'm starting to as I coach more and more and, and do this more and more in the business. There's two type of teams. You get the teams that you want to get the high recruits which is nothing wrong with that. But do they really fully buy in and have the passion to play for Michigan, or is it just a pit stop, and do they really love the game, or do they love the attention-seeking that they're getting? I think John Beeline went and got kids that were under-recruited, wanted to, had a chip on their shoulder. He showed them love, and they bought into his program, which made them successful. It made it a team con- a team type of, of feel, and they really had respect for putting on that Michigan jersey, which then entailed led to more wins than them atop of the Big Ten. That's a way to go. But then you can also go with the highly recruits, but the problem is do you build any sustainability? And that is no. And when Dickerson left, I think you kind of told you what kind of culture was at Michigan. Now, this is what I say about this. Jerron Howard was a McDonald's All-American. He was a hell of an NBA pro in the beginning of his career. So what he relates to is bringing in these kids. I think what is what is going on now with the change of the of the of the, the culture of college basketball, you got to go the beeline route. I think he's brought in kids. He's missed on kids. You've got kids I don't think that are buying into Michigan. And then also with him being on the sidelines with his heart ailment, let's just be honest. They wanted to go there to play for Juwan Howard. They're not trying to go there and play for Joe Mar- Martelli. Phil Martelli. Phil, sorry, Phil Martelli. They're not going there to really play for him. So now this is the mumbo jumbo you see. Should Michigan be three and fifteen and eight and twenty one on the season? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because there's more, there's more talent there. I mean, they. But, but is there more talent there, or is it just a talented roster of individuals? Which I think was the difference with John Beeline. Beeline brought in guys who came together. You might not be as skilled as this guy, but you have something that contributes to the team that he doesn't have, and you have something this guy doesn't have that you can contribute to the team. We bring it all together. You're making Final Four runs. I, I think with the, with the change of the landscape of college basketball and the NIL deal, Kentucky's going through it right now too. You can't always be getting all these blue these young blue chippers and thinking that you're gonna you know okay we'll take our lumps early on and. Mm-mm. You got to be get older. You got to get guys that have that chip on the shoulder. You got to get guys that are going to buy into your system because if you don't, this is the mess you have. That's why I think that, you know, I think Michigan State's okay. That's why he's not really using the transfer portal because I don't know what I'm going to be getting in here. 
this is a mess. This is a I mess. Mean, it, it and abs- I don't know if they should fire him. He has been ailing. I can't fire a guy who's been on, you know, the sick bed. But then again, though, if I'm looking at it as an AD and from the program, this program is ever since we've hired Jawan Howard, this program has steadily gone down. And yeah. I will piggyback off of the stuff that he has done where he said some outland, you know, going over there slapping coaches in the handshake line and all that and saying what he said does not help his cause. But then again, as an AD, do I give him an opportunity to kind of rebound himself because he has been ailing? So he maybe he's not all fully aware of who's coming in and who's being recruited. And I think yeah, there's a few there's a few other things I've seen too. Like, uh, let's see, Multi, there's been there's been games where there's been and blown there's been and thirteen blown second half leads. I mean, to me that. That shows me lack of willingness to make adjustments. I mean, they started out three and zero. Yeah, and, and a convincing three and zero. UNC Asheville, Youngstown State, St. John's. John. I mean, the St. John's win kind of said, okay, maybe they won't be. They might be the handbasket. Memphis is struggling too. And, let's see, Long Beach State lost to. Uh, oh. I mean, you you pretty much even they they lost to McNeese State. Shout out Joe Dumars. But but then again, though, think about it though. The, like I said, I think one of the problems is is that the as I said before, you lost to McNeese State, but you, you're saying that the Big Ten is not as good as it has been. I think there's not as a lot of name brand guys in the league. Whereas I think there's still a tough conference and some good teams in it. Because look at some of the losses they've had. They beat Ohio State, okay, but you lost to Illinois. Then you had Purdue, number 14 in the country, number two in the country. Iowa, you know, no slouch. McCaffrey always has his teams pretty good. You lose to your rival, Michigan State, at Michigan State. Rutgers is always battling with you. Then you go and get a win at number 11, Wisconsin. So, there, yeah, there's no, some that was actually in Ann Arbor. Honestly, I'm sorry, at Ann Arbor. They're number 11 in the country. Nebraska's playing well. Then you go against Illinois, number 14 in the country. Rivalry game against Michigan State. Michigan State has got the sweep. Yeah. Northwestern. And I mean, even even in, even in that game, I noticed that. that I mean, they they pretty much did. They did not score in. I think it was at least the final five minutes of the game, and he was over on the sidelines just trying to drop drop a play like with less than I don't know how much time left. But it's like you're not going to drop an eleven point play. Well, look at their points per game. They're tied for 189th, and you're upset about Michigan State being 169. I mean, that's still but that's still bad. And look, they're. I mean, look, it's pretty much he's pretty much just he's pretty much dist- he's pretty much burnt down the culture that Beeline put in. Because I mean, look, well, uh, Beeline, how long has Beeline been gone since 2018? Yeah. It was before COVID. Well, it was, yeah, since 2019 he's been gone. Okay, anything that happened before COVID is killed. I mean, heck, the whole country is different since COVID hit. I mean, it seems like COVID, there's pre-COVID, then after COVID. There's BC before COVID, AC after COVID. Like, the whole our whole lives have changed. So, yeah, Beeline, you know, there's been a couple classes that actually mean more than that. Couple, yeah, a couple classes that have graduated. Beeline was different. 
Juwan, they they look at recruiting differently, and I think Juwan's probably missed on some recruits. But what do they do with them? Well, I mean, truthfully, they, he should he'll be fired. But here's why he won't be. Okay. He he's not show, he's not showing any sense of urgencies. Mm-hmm. Toss like yeah, I'm not I'm not going to get fired. Ward Manuel says I haven't really thought about his employment. And here's the other thing too. Mm-hmm. He's a Michigan man, and it seems like if you're a Michigan man, mm-hmm. you could go zero and thirty two, and they'd still keep you around because you played there. You do this, and I mean, look when they when they hired him as a head coach. I my thought was, this isn't going to go well because he's never he's never been a head coach in any situation. I mean, what was he uh, the second assistant to Spolstra in Miami? Yeah, but he was also doing NBA coaching. I mean, coaching is coaching. Yeah, he. I mean, he was, but he's that. But I mean, he's never been like the he had never been like the head guy. Hi, he never had to go out recruiting. He never had to build a program. Here, 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 here. You, you know what the difference is between the assistant and the head guy? He's just the face of the organization now. He's the CEO, especially in college basketball. More head coaches, if you knew this, Frank, they don't really do a lot of X's and O's and stuff like that. They're mostly the head person and they're the CEO watching over the other coaches who are doing majority of the work. Why? Because you got a lot of other tasks on your hands. You got to go out and meet alumni. And you got to go do this dinner. And then you got to go do this for the, for the university. So you're kind of repping the brand. Maybe he needs to make a change with the assistants because they're. But just because he's never been a head man doesn't mean you can't be a coach. And let's be honest, Frank. Frank, let's just, just, how many years did it take for Beeline to build that program? He got them to the tournament in his second year. And Michigan had not been to the NCAA tournament since 98. But remember, they also but, but had suspensions. is that building the program or is that... Oh, right, one great having... team. Yeah, I mean... The, the but, but, but they had suspensions, though. Remember, Frank. They I know had they had the mess with, the, with Brian Ellerby and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, second year, they got, the third year they dropped off. Fourth year, that's when he started... And make the tournament routinely. I mean, obviously they had fifth year they went to the, the final four and the, the championship national game, championship game Louisville, which is vacated. Yeah, they had the lead eight run. I mean, the fifteenth that year. That year they just had a ton of injuries. Right. That's no. That's right. And then sixteen, seventeen, sixteen. They made the tournament. Seventeen got to the Sweet Sixteen. Won the Big Ten tournament. 18, won the Big Ten tournament, got the national championship, lost to Villanova. 19, made the Sweet 16. Beeline leaves. Juwan Howard comes in. Obviously, 20 gets it. So why why you say COVID? They still played. Well, I mean, that's seemingly... Didn't they get to the Sweet 16 that year? They got to the Elite Eight. Right. So now you're going to just take that away from him? Not taking it away from him. It's just no. Oh, there's an asterisk. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's what just a lot. moving the goalposts here. That's what they moving the goalposts. They got to the elite eight. Just say they got to. Don't sit there and say they got COVID or they're in a bubble or they got to the elite eight. The following year, 
here. Barely get in, but I mean, they got they did get favorable matchups to get to the Sweet 16. And so then, now it's favorable matchups. You play who you play. Exactly, you do. And so then 23. And then last year, don't make the tournament. And this year, they probably won't make the tournament. They, they won't see any postseason. Right. So the two rocky years, okay. But can he make a bounce back? What do you say? Who? I. It's 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 hard. It's really hard to say because they'd have to make sweeping changes. Like, I mean, you really you you really love the sweeping changes. I will say that you love them. Well, sometimes sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. Okay. He'd probably have to gut the staff. I mean, the the incoming recruiting is apparently not that good. Hood, so maybe you change the way you recruit. Mm-hmm. Who who knows? At the at this point, who knows? I mean, you're pretty much you pretty much hit the bottom of the chili pot. <laughs> the bottom of the chili pot. So they're at the bottom of the chili pot. So you're basically saying you need to fire them. I mean, look, I think any, I think any athletic director worth their salt would fire him. Why? Because he had two bad years. Because he's both. He's gotten to the Sweet Sixteen. He's gotten to the Elite Eight. But I mean, obviously, when he got to the Elite then, Eight, you said COVID. So you just put that asterisk there. So now he needs to be fired. I mean, look, it's got. I mean. The decline has just been so sharp. But but there's there is always a decline, especially now with this day and age of college sports and the NIL. There there's not really a lot of loyalty anymore. Maybe he needs to do like the beeline effect. Maybe get the two stars and three stars and develop them into NBA players. Instead of always trying to go after these five stars who, you know, you're going by recruiting services. Okay, they look good. It's okay. Eh. There's a lot of eh going on with that. But I, yeah. but I mean, also you said uh, had there there's no loyalty. Well, you know what? You gotta you you pretty much have to do something. I mean, the, I mean when when your when your house your house is burning down around you, you can't be like that dog in the whatever internet meme and sit there and say this is fine. I'm not so, saying uh, this is fine though. No, go ahead, uh, David. So, so I have an example. So I was just kind of thinking about a similar situation to Juwan Howard where you say, it's so, so I'm just going to read off the records of a current head coach in basketball and you, and just kind of based off that logic, if he should have been fired. So the first year, 27 and 10, made it to the Sweet 16. Second year, 29 and 6, also made it to the Sweet 16. Next year, 26 and 8, 22 and 13, 16 and 18, and 15 and 17. So by that logic, should that coach have been fired after that last fifteen and seventeen year with no postseason play? Can we? Can you provide some context on the circumstances, David? No, I'm just looking at records and kind of they've had a decline. So each of those after those Sweet Sixteen years didn't make it past the round of thirty-two. The next two then made it to the CBI, and then no postseason play. Mm. So by, by that, in that last year, 
kind of when things are falling off the cliff, do you just fire that coach or do you keep that coach going? Or do you, yeah, do you stick by that coach? Does that head coach have off-court issues? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he had off-court issues. Some people. Some people might not. But well, because yeah, that's the thing with Howard is his his problems off the court altercation with John Sanderson and two run-ins with head coaches during games. And some of the other stuff that's gone on, that's just pouring more gasoline onto the fire. So it so you would keep that coach regardless of um if, so there were no, if there were no off court issues, you would keep that coach. Not saying I would. I'm just so. So you would say that you stick with this coach through this rough patch. Well, David, again, I got I gotta have more context with what's happened. Can't just. Go, I, I mean, if you're gonna just say, "Hey, record over the years and not provide any context," then I can't really give you a fair answer. Well, say that there's no. At this time in this coach's career, there was no off the court issue. Well, what? Like, well, what? Ha- well, what happened in those losses? Was it just I'm like? Not, a, was it just like an oh well bleep happens, or was it that guys are aren't giving an effort on the court? Court? Or no, they, is that what's going on at Michigan? And the guys not giving the effort on the court? I mean, Howard has questioned the effort multiple times. Yeah, but coaches question effort and losses for like whether you win or lose. That's yeah, just that's certain true. players, yeah, in yeah. particular, like former former NBA players. They're always going to be harder mm-hmm. on their players because they know a certain level of intensity that they're accustomed to playing with and hear from coaches. So they're trying to emulate the coaching that they have throughout their professional career. But it's. I mean, truthfully, I'll, I'll just we'll sum it up by saying college basketball in the state of Michigan has mm-hmm. gotten to a low point, and I would not, and I would not be surprised if we see a scenario where both Michigan and Michigan State end up staying home. I don't see that happening. I'm sorry, I just don't. I, I see Michigan I staying home. I don't see Michigan State staying home. I think, obviously, they lose to Purdue. Even if they get they get these wins against uh, their last two games, they're getting in the tournament. Like I said, I'm not holding my breath. No, I, mean, I understand that. I know you have to look at the negative side of it. Any more thoughts on Michigan basketball? I do think that I don't think they need to really reboot, but I do think once Juwan gets healthy and they figure some things out, yes, see if you can give him another chance because he has proven he can win if he has talent. But because of some of his physical health, I think that's why the program has gone down. He's probably not keeping a tight ship. He's not keeping an eye on things. Things are probably spiraling out of control. 
got to give him at least an opportunity to get back healthy and see what he can do to revamp the program. And a lot of programs do take a dip. It's part of life, right? <laughs> well, when you take a sharp dip, I think you really got to take a good, long, hard look at things. But the sharp dip is because he's had health issues, and he's had health issues the last two years. They were saying this stuff at the beginning of last year. As I said before, he's the head of the CEO. If the head of the CEO is is being sick and out, you, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose some stuff, and, th- and that's what you got to evaluate here. What is going on with this? Because as David pointed out, he has shown that he can win. He has gotten to an elite eight. He's gotten to a sweet sixteen. You can say, "Well, it was favorable matchups," but you play who you play. Who's in front of you? They played. They won. If they would have lost, you would have said, "Well, how the heck did y'all lose to that booty team here, in Michigan?" But they took care of business. So, with that being said, I don't think I think firing is too much. Um, but maybe there needs to be a reset and a set of standards. Hopefully, if Coach Howard can get healthy. Hmm. Well, we we'll see what happens as we go in, into the off season. All right, take a quick Dave. I mean, but I will I will say this: we should all be thankful that we are not University of Detroit Mercy. Oh, because they keep losing. <laughs> well, they did actually win a game. That's what I thought against uh, Ooey Pooey. Ooey Pooey. I U P U I. I. I they they beat them for their lone win of the season, and they had one fan storm the court. One fan, yeah. They don't yeah. get a lot of fans in their game. I know. I actually watched some of it because I'm a sicko. And well, you like to see people get fired. No, uh, not, you, I didn't want. No, no, no I don't like to see coaches get. You are on that bandwagon. You just love to see them get fired. I don't take pride in coaches getting fired, but if they are. If they do bad, unless unless they do completely egregious things, mm, okay, that's like, well, you got what you deserved, right, David? Final thoughts? It's a real quick, just to put a bow on. So the coach that I mentioned, that was Matt Painter's record from the twenty two thousand eight to two thousand fourteen season, and they didn't fire him after that twenty fourteen no postseason play. And I mean, look, we're produced that now. So some coaches take a little time. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in all the firing unless you're getting. You know for sure that you're getting someone that's going to really revitalize the program. Just firing people just to fire people is is it, it, it really to me. I, I really think I, it, it it starts to start an unsettledness in the program and then just chaos because then what if that next person doesn't work out. But that next person doesn't work out. It, it just it just all it's just over and over and over and over and over again. And and then when there's no organization, then that just kills everything. Frank. Well, I think you also, but at the same time, you also got to be able to recognize when stuff ain't working, mm-hmm. and you can't just let it rot. Okay, but you still got to give it an opportunity. And I think they'll hit the reset button. And like I said, he has proven that he has won. And he can also prove that he can get kids in there. And, I mean, going back to Michigan State, I've said all along, there's going to come a day where Izzo's going to hang it up. Yeah. And he'll probably give it give it away. He'll probably not give it away, but it'll get passed down. 
And 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 then my and my and the other thing too is everyone's like, oh well, we're gonna be so bad. We're gonna be he as bad as DePaul basketball. Is. No, no, you're not. not. No, uh, it takes a lot to get as bad. I as I mean, DePaul look, there there might be a couple of rough years, but you know what? But uh, it's not. I think we're we're seeing a lot of the old. We've seen a lot of the old guard move on. I mean, it's only a matter of time before I think Izzo's the next one. Probably, but at the same time, I don't think it'll get as bad as DePaul basketball. DePaul no, basketball no, no, no. Is I don't think bad. I don't think it's going to be either. Hmm. All right, take a quick commercial break. When we return, did you have high? Did you are you play, are your power play ready to go or no? If it's not, then we'll go to David's mock draft. Or no, no, no you want to talk to college football playoff, don't you? Yeah, and the nonsense that's become. Okay, we'll go into that. We'll talk to college football playoff. You're listening to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we'll be back after this. Make sure you always check out on SoundCloud and iTunes, WGTs after further review with a picture of Frank Master's horse's head. If you miss any of our segments, we'll put them up there. Also, make sure you check us out live here in the studio after further review sports show on Facebook. Take like a quick commercial break. Listen to 88.3. WXUT next coming up next talk a little college football in the playoff